Welcome to the ETF.com Weekly Podcast. I'm your host, Drew Voros, Editor-in-Chief of ETF.com, and with me today is Samit Roy, Analyst and Staff Writer for ETF.com. Welcome, Samit. So glad to be here, Drew. Thanks for having me. I thought today we'd talk a little bit on something you wrote recently about, and that is uh, some of the highest-yielding ETFs. And I want you to give us a little explanation quickly. Uh, what are high-yield ETFs? And how do they compare versus, say, uh, junk bond ETFs? Right, Drew. So this story that I did was talking about the highest yielding ETFs that are on the market today. So what do I mean by that? When I say high yield, I don't necessarily mean high yield bonds. I don't mean junk bonds, high yield bonds. That's what everyone thinks when they think high yield. Those could be on the list, but in this case, they weren't on the list because junk bonds, they've rallied recently, so the yield on those bonds has come down. I look at the iShares iBox High Yield Corporate Bond ETF HYG, for example, and it's currently yielding about 5.2%, which is not high enough to make the cut for this list that I wrote. The ETF with the lowest yield on this list that I did has a yield of 9%. So that's well ahead of HYG, which is yielding 5.2%. Uh, but before we get into this, why don't I back up a little bit? What are we talking about in terms of high yield? That means that these ETFs, they give distributions periodically, sometimes quarterly, sometimes monthly. And that's income in your brokerage account that comes regularly. That's what we're talking about yield. And the yield is usually on an annualized basis. So if we're talking about a 10% yield, you're getting distributions uh, that are giving you about a 10% return per year just based on that income that they're spinning off monthly, quarterly, or whatever the case may be. And that's not guaranteed money either, is it? Well, the yield is guaranteed, but that doesn't necessarily mean that your total return is going to be guaranteed because the price of these securities could go down offsetting that distribution. And there is always the case that that distribution itself could be reduced completely at some point. So for this list, I only included ETFs that were giving more consistent yields. So these have a history of uh, giving high yields over a longer period of time. I excluded those ETFs that only gave a distribution uh, more recently on a one-time basis. And let's talk about some of those securities. Uh, let's talk about the top one. Right. So the highest yielding ETF on the market today that's consistently delivered high yields is the InfraCap MLP ETF, ticker symbol AMZA. And this is a ETF focused on master limited partnerships, MLPs. Uh, and MLPs, uh, just to give you a brief rundown, they're usually companies focused on energy infrastructure, such as pipelines, things like that. So MLPs, they're known for their strong cash flows and their high yields. The largest MLP ETF out there is the Alarian MLP ETF. AMLP is the ticker. It has $11 billion in assets, but it its yield isn't enough to make the cut for this list. It's only 7.3%. But AMZA, which is an actively managed fund, uh, it tends to hold MLPs which have higher distributions, and that's why its yield is actually, uh, I think, over 18%. Uh, so that's significantly more than AMLP, and that's because it's actively managed, and it holds uh, what some would say are riskier MLPs. 
So that's the highest yielding ETF out there right now. And how is that yield generated? Is that through the dividends of the companies? Exactly. These MLPs, uh, they pay out dividends, and the fund simply passes that through to the ETF investor. But again, just because its yield is 18.5% doesn't mean it's a great buy necessarily. So while it's been giving high dividend yields, the price for this fund has been falling over the last two years. So if we look at the re- total return for this fund since its inception in October 2014, it's actually down 36%. So those yields weren't enough to make up for the price decline. So is that typical of some of these uh, higher yield uh, ETFs that they are giving distributions, but yet the price is somewhat stilted because of that? That is actually pretty typical because to generate these high yields, they're usually taking on pretty risky strategies. Uh, so when obviously when you take on a risky strategy, things can go wrong. And in this case, that's what happened. The energy market imploded and some of these lower quality MLPs, they got hit really hard. So that's the risk you take when you kind of reach for yield. Let's talk about a couple other ones. Uh, one is, I believe number two on your list was E-Trax, two times leverage Longwell's Fargo Business Development Company Index ETN, BDCL with a yield of 14.5%. What is behind this particular uh, ETF? So this uh, fund focuses on BDCs, which are business development companies, and they basically uh, invest in small U.S., companies that need capital. And a lot of times these companies are private. Uh, So BDCs are a way for investors to get access to private companies. So that's kind of unique about BDCs. And BDCs like real estate investment trusts or MLPs or something like that, they distribute the vast majority of their income uh, to investors. So that's why their yields are so high. So BDCL, which is on the list, it's the E-Trax 2 times leverage long Wells Fargo BDC index uh, ETN. It obviously juices that returns because it's a two times leverage ETN. So you're getting double the yield of the underlying index. And that's why the, the yield for this is about 18.3%, just a little under the aforementioned AMZA. Uh, so this is a great way to get access to business development companies uh, and strong yields. But again, it's a leverage product, so you have to be mindful about daily resets. Oh, I'm sorry. In this case, it's monthly resets, which could impact your returns. We have a lot of information on the site about leverage resets, which you can read about. And let's uh, talk about one more, the yield shares, high income ETF, YYY. This is also uh, different from the other two in terms of what the actual uh, investment is, right? Yeah, so this fund invests in closed-end funds. The audience may have heard about closed-end funds. They're kind of like ETFs, but unlike ETFs, there's no creation and redemption mechanism to keep the underlying price of the fund close to the net asset value. So a lot of times you get big premiums and discounts developing in closed-end funds. And the yield shares high income ETF, YYY, it tries to take advantage of that by buying the closed-end funds with the largest discounts. And by doing so, um, it generates a pretty hefty uh, distribution yield close to 10%. And since inception, it actually has a positive total return of 20.3%. So not bad, but when you compare it to um, equities or something like that, it's underperformed. 
but it's still a positive return since the inception, so that's not bad. And so let's talk about some, in general, some of the risks there. Uh, I think you've touched on it. The yields are consistent, but yet a lot of times we do see a lot of that yield given back in terms of price depreciation. Exactly. That would be the biggest risk. So you think you're generating consistently strong um, distributions every month, but if that's being offset by price decline, what good does that do you? You have to look at total return in the end. Yield alone isn't enough, I think, for investors. And what are some of the risks in terms of that yield? How can it be disrupted? For example, let's take the highest yielding ETF, AMZA. Uh, if, for example, MLPs have to cut their distributions because the energy market's facing strain, their profits go down, they're going to cut their distributions, and that's going to be reflected uh, in the ETF. The distributions for AMZA are going to go down. Uh, and in some cases, uh, we did see distributions for MLPs go down. Uh, so that is a risk for any company that's giving you dividends, distributions, anything like that. If their profits, their cash flow goes down, they could cut the distribution at any time. And of course, uh, cutting the distribution would certainly also reflect on price in a negative way. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Samit, that's some, some excellent information here on high-yield ETFs. There's more about it on ETF.com website. Simply uh, type into the search bar, high-yielding ETFs, uh, and you can take a look at both Samit's story and just some general information on the uh, high-yielding ETFs uh, that are actually out there. Excellent information, Samit. Thanks for joining us today on behalf of Sumit, I'm your host, Drew Voros, and we hope to catch you again on ETF.com's weekly podcast next week. <laughs>